Hey, it's Gina Stevens. Welcome to Belois Radio, where we bring you digital marketing tips, expert interviews, and industry news for community media, community radio, and independent media. Visit our website at belwamedia.com. Welcome to Belwa Radio. My name is Gina Stevens. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. Today on this podcast, we are going to be talking about how NPOs can use community media to encourage minority communities to engage. You might want to get comfortable because this podcast is going to be slightly longer than the other podcasts we've done. So we're going to talk about how nonprofit organizations can use community media to encourage minority communities to engage. The American Society of News Editors and the School of Journalism and Mass Communication at Florida International University found in a 2015 study that of 32,900 people employed in newsrooms around the United States, about 4,200, that's approximately 12.76%, are racial minorities. So only 12.76% of 32,900 people who are employed in newsrooms around the United States, only about 4,200 are racial minorities. A writer for the Democracy Fund says, quote, diversity in the media is critical to a functioning democracy, unquote. The same article says, quote, most journalists are white males who don't accurately reflect the country's demographics, unquote. Now, why is this problematic? Why is it problematic that the media consists largely of white males? The absence of diverse voices diminishes the engagement of the public in civic affairs, newsrooms, and the community. The media essentially decides what's important, and if the media is mostly white men, that means white men decide what's important, right? So we all know anybody who has been keeping up with what's going on in the media lately and what's going on on Facebook and what's going on in social media knows that the media essentially decides for us what's important, right? And if the media decides for us what's important and the media is primarily made up of white males, then white males are basically deciding for us what's important, what's important, right? Logic dictates that. So, here's where community media is extremely important and useful. Community media is community-driven media. So, if our community is as diverse as we say it is, which it is, then community media is therefore much more diverse. So, community media is community-driven media. A significant a significant relationship between community media centers and community members builds a trust that encourages engagement in civic affairs, advocacy work, and local community. Because remember, mainstream media is primarily composed of white males, which means we get this very homogenized um, idea of what's important in the world, right? But community-driven media is, is much more diverse. So if we can build a very, if, if nonprofit organizations can build a significant relationship between community media centers and community members, then they can build this trust. And then that trust 
will actually encourage engagement in civic affairs, advocacy work, and local community. They'll actually begin to build more trust with community members, specifically minority community members. And then what will happen is we'll start to see a shift in what we see um, being presented more in media. And we'll start to see a shift in more information and more things being presented in the media that's actually important to people, um, to people of color, and, and what's more important to uh, minority groups. So why does this happen? Why does this happen? Community media centers are there for the people. So why is it that you'll start to see a shift when you use community-driven media, and you'll start to see more diverse information being presented if you actually use community-driven media. Why? Because community media centers are there for the people. They're not there for advertisers. Community media centers are there for the people. Their interests are not determined by advertisers. Their interests are not driven by advertisers. Their interests are driven by the people who are creating the content. The interests are driven by those who are creating that community-driven content. How can NPOs use community, community media to encourage minority communities to engage, and why should they want to even do that? So how can nonprofit organizations use community media to encourage minority communities to engage, and why should they even want to do that? Community-driven content often results and community cohesion, bringing a community closer together. So community-driven content often results in what happens is the community becomes much, much closer together. So we're going to talk a little bit about storytelling, because I always talk about storytelling and how important storytelling is to nonprofits. Community-driven storytelling events unite the community. So community-driven content results in community cohesion. Then community-driven storytelling events unite the community. Use community media, so nonprofit organizations are going to use community media to connect with often neglected communities, to bring those communities together, collect those community stories. You're going to see um, what I'd like to see is nonprofits working more with community media to do community events to get these communities together. And once you've done that, you're going to collect those community stories. NPOs that work with community media centers and community radio can work to increase community-driven content from marginalized, marginalized people. By doing so, what happens? Once you've worked with community media and community radio to increase community-driven content, here's what happens. Nonprofits develop a unique relationship with minority communities. You're, you, as your nonprofit, your nonprofit in the community is actually working with community media and community radio to increase, to encourage this increase in community-driven content. So what happens is your nonprofit is the one that develops this very unique relationship with minority communities. Your nonprofit begins to participate in the process of improving participation in civic affairs, thus influencing change on a local and state level. So your nonprofit becomes very influential in changing things on a local and state level because your nonprofit working with community media and community radio and encouraging more community driven media from minority communities, from these marginalized communities, you're actually the driving force behind encouraging the community to get more involved in public in civic affairs. Therefore, your nonprofit is actually the backbone. You are 
a huge influence in helping people become more involved in their community, therefore changing things on a local and state level. How can nonprofits use community media to encourage more diverse storytelling? So I'm telling you to get more involved in storytelling and get more involved with using community media to do storytelling. So how, how can you do that? Remember, donors respond to emotions, not statistics and pie charts. Donors are not going to respond to statistics and pie charts. Not the everyday donor, not someone like me. I don't want to see, I don't want to see your statistics in your pie chart. Storytelling is important for your nonprofit. For nonprofits wanting to connect on a deeper level with minority communities, partnering with community media is a great way to do this. Together with community media, nonprofits can provide both the platform and the opportunity for minorities to tell their own stories. No more allowing mainstream media to tell one story for minorities, because that's typically what happens, right? Mainstream media tells one story, the story they want to tell. Where nonprofits can connect with these minority communities on a much deeper level and create that relationship by working with community media and providing that platform and the opportunity for minorities to be able to tell their story the way they want to tell their story, taking the power away from mainstream media because mainstream media typically tells one story, the same story, over and over and over again. And usually it's the wrong story. It's not a true story, right? So nonprofits can build that relationship and build that trust along with community media centers. And once you've done that, you have advocates for your nonprofit people who trust you and people who when you go to them and you say, hey, we could really use your help, they're ready to help you. How can nonprofits become an important part of the community, an important part of community storytelling in minority communities? So how can nonprofits do that? One, you participate in public community events hosted by minority communities. So you want to become more active. And I know nonprofits, you're busy. You, some of you have very few volunteers and very few resources, but you have to make the time. You have to make the time because guess what? We're busy too. Community members are busy too. I'm busy. I have a life. I have a family. I have a business to run. I have, I'm busy too. But if you want me to become, a, become actively involved in your nonprofit, then you have to be actively involved in my life, in my world as well. So participate in, pub, in public community events hosted by minority communities. Two, attend local community center events. And three, host listening sessions at churches in minority communities. So that, that, they're just three tips I'm gonna give you, just three. I suggest you sit down and you brainstorm with your team to come up with more um, tips to help you. Nonprofits can also host storytelling workshops that teach students storytelling skills that deepen relationships between the storyteller and those who are policymakers in the community. This strengthens the relationship between minorities and the nonprofit. So that's one of the things I want you to start thinking about. One of the things I want you to start thinking about is how you're going to start deepening your relationship with minority communities. That's one of the communities that's often neglected often neglected because we're often an afterthought, right? We're oftentimes we're, we're an afterthought. Unless your nonprofit is specifically designed to work with minority communities, 
we're often an afterthought. And one of the things I saw in 2008 when the economy tanked is I suddenly saw lots of organizations, organizations, companies, newspapers, magazines, all of a sudden, you know, remembering, oh my gosh, there's this whole demographic we completely forgot about. All of a sudden, they were begging us for dollars. We were the community that they didn't think they needed until they were broke. Then there was this marketing to African Americans and Latinos because all of a sudden they realized we had money, right? And it was like, well, they didn't need us when things were good. When things were going well and the economy was strong. There was very little marketing to us. But then when things tanked, all of a sudden um, there were these I could tell you one specific magazine. I'll give you an example. There was one specific magazine, a gay and lesbian magazine. It was called The Advocate. It's called The Advocate. And I rarely saw people of color on the cover of The Advocate or even inside of The Advocate. I rarely saw articles written um, about people of color, anything. I rarely saw anything related to people of color before 2008. In 2008, the economy tanked, and The Advocate was having a whole lot of trouble. Right around that time, I suddenly saw lots of people of color on the cover of The Advocate, lots of articles related to people of color, and there's another magazine as well called Curve, and these magazines are very related. All of a sudden, I started seeing lots of reach to the African-American community. That was not coincidental. That was very purposeful because it was then that there was this, you know, oh my gosh, there's this whole demographic that we forgot about. We now have to get every penny we can find. We have to now lift every rock. We now have to, you know, lift every pillow in the, in the house to find every penny we can find to keep our business afloat. And, and, and honestly, I started seeing that with a lot of people. I'm going to say the same for nonprofits. You have to make sure that you lift every rock and every pillow to find every penny you can find for your nonprofit organization. You have to be doing the work to do the outreach to nonprofit communities, to to do the outreach to minority communities if you have not already been doing that. Um, now, before you do any of this, though, before you do any of this, do your research to determine the needs of that particular community. Work with key community partners to establish effective community outreach strategies and create authentic alliances with target communities by always asking, how can we help? One more time, do your research to determine the needs of the community to work with key community partners to establish effective community outreach strategies and create authentic alliances with target communities by always asking, how can we help? Okay, I'm going to wrap things up and I hope that you guys have gotten some great tips from my podcast. And uh, thank you again for joining me here on Belwa Radio. My name is Gina Stevens. Thanks for joining me.